For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle grabs we are your hosts chris schubert floating around producing this thing we're from the draft network and we're brought to you by bet online which remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season you'll find the latest odds matchup info player news and game trends and as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V for the promo code. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. <laughs> Kyle, happy National Transfer Money to Your Daughter Day. Uh, sure. Yeah, we'll do the piggy bank exchange here. <laughs> um, you know who made this? You know who made this a day? Somebody's daughter that <laughs> wanted wanted dad to like pass more for like college, uh, the food plans and stuff like that. She's like, oh yeah, we'll make this an official day today. And then he'll be obligated to send me some money. So I know that that awaits us both. You know, I was going to go with national badger day and, and maybe I regret not because badgers are a badass animal, but, um, I saw that at the last second and I had to, to go. Not a badass way. football team right now. Not so much, but I mean, as a uh, enthusiast of the animal planet, uh, badgers, man, they are they are savages. Chris, what's up, dude? Uh, good, good morning, gentlemen. I would love to know: is there a process in which we can create a national day amongst ourselves? Like, is there oh. a petition that we can file that we can create a day that hasn't been created? Because it sounded like this girl mm. went through this process of doing it on her own, and I just want to know if there's something that we can do about creating a national day mm. here. Based on the uh, the national, we have national orange wine today. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I like think there's, I, we could do something. We could. Okay, we, can we? Let's let's do it. We're gonna okay, do I'll it. I'll work on it. Yeah, let me know when we're you guys need me again. I'll work on national it. inbox zero day. I won't be guys, celebrating that. Guys being dudes day. <laughs> yes, every day is guys being dudes. Day. No, but we need like an official day. It needs okay. to be applied for. I don't know how that happens, but we're gonna do it. All right. I'm excited for that. Uh, excited for what we're going to talk about today. We got the weekly watch list. 
We have options for the Giants and free agency at quarterback. And, of course, nobody, and I mean nobody, cares about your fantasy team. Kyle, let's, uh, let's dive into this weekly watch list. Yeah, uh, don't love the college slate, if we're being honest. Well, I think well. There's, there's, not, there's not too many needle movers for me like there were last week. No, it's not last week, but there's a certain game that a certain um, group of people will be at. Correct. That's uh, Texas A&M at Alabama Tuscaloosa, 8 p.m. on CBS. Uh, the Draft Network will be there. Can confirm. Yes, Chris. Where, where could we? Where would we might be found? Again, just pure speculation on my part. Where might the draft dudes be found the day prior to this football game? Oh, on Friday night. Yeah, uh, I just maybe. Doing a th- maybe. I, I hear they're doing a three-hour show at World of Beer uh, in really? Tuscaloosa. Wow. That's 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 what my sources are telling me as it pertains to this weekend in Tuscaloosa for college football. So so folks, if you happen to be in Tuscaloosa, you happen to be going to the game, World of Beard, six to nine, Tuscaloosa. Hang out with the draft dudes. Friday night. And listen, I know we have kind of low expectations for Texas A and M in this game, but Yeah, well they go they go score seventeen points or less. Because well, I'll probably listen, take the under. They look not looking good, but they beat them last year. And what does Kyle Krabs always tell me about rivalry games? <laughs> eh? Man. And if we know, think, if we see a Nick Saban loss again at Bryant Denny, we might not be welcome back. We, I guarantee you we would not be welcomed back. Uh, other games that do excite me for college football from a, an NFL draft lens, uh, BYU at Notre Dame has some compelling names. That's at uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. That's at 730. Uh, we have Washington State at USC. Um, that is a quarterback for this year versus a quarterback for <laughs> next year, and Caleb Will- Williams and Cameron Ward. Uh, we also have Utah at UCLA. I think that has a really good showcase of talent. Uh, and then you have Auburn at Georgia, also in the 330 slate, as games that really jump to me from an NFL draft lens that I am most interested in this weekend. Yeah, good, good trends matchup there. Auburn and Georgia, uh, particularly the Georgia O-line against the Auburn D-line. That'll be a fun sh- uh, scouting showcase. And look, Georgia's a great team, but they kind of squeaked by Missouri. They didn't really dominate Kent State. You know, I'm, I'm looking for them to, to have a statement performance. Um, and I have a, a question for you guys. Uh, number 17, TCU at number 19, Kansas. Is the loser of this football game still ranked? No, they're looking uh, no. for an excuse to get either one of these teams out. Yeah, everybody hates the Big 12, so there will be an excuse made. See you later. You're out. Mm. And the the team that wins will move up like one spot. Like if TCU wins, they'll go to like 16. Kansas wins, they'll go to like 18. That's what will happen. Expensive week this week. Not a lot of cheap oh, tickets either. We can we can play the game. Also, the Chris Schubert Independent Game of the Week. BYU, game of the BYU week. goes on the road to take on Notre Dame. That's on. What's your mid? Peacock. What's your mid-major game, you coward? Well, uh, no, I just wanted to get BYU in there. We got a no, ranked BYU yeah, team going to play Notre Dame. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, you've got um, two independents playing each other, so it's your independent. You can't use it as a mid-major because BYU's not playing a mid-major. I'm onto your shtick. What's the mid-major uh, game of the week? Well, there's a couple. So, t- so Friday night you're going to have Houston and Memphis. That's fun. That's always fun. Always points scored, no matter how good the two teams are. There's points up and down the field. So that would be the Friday game. I will tell you, the mid-majors aren't supplying a ton this week on the Saturday slate. It's it's a bit rough out here. I'm going to scroll through the schedule one more time just to make sure I didn't miss anything the first time. Good luck. I know. <laughs> 
Tulane, <laughs> East Carolina might be your best bet this week, folks. That, that, that's probably the one that I'd circle. Did we did we even mention Red River shootout rivalry? When's the last time this the, game was played with neither team being ranked? I don't know. Probably more recently than we can remember. But <laughs> cheap ticket to okay. go watch two mid teams play each, or expensive oh. ticket for to go watch two mid teams play each other. One hundred ninety eight dollars okay. to get in the door. We're we're always pro we'll kick rocks. Pro, we're always pro student athlete here on the on the pod in general. We are. But which team losing? is more fun from a narrative chaos people freaking out perspective. Is it Texas or is it Oklahoma? I don't think it's Texas because you know Texas last year had the the implosion and finished what 5 and 7 last year Texas. I mean they like they were not good. So I I don't think Texas continuing to be what Texas has been and losing this game. Now, Texas dropped the bag on this game big time last year, if I remember correctly. They were up huge and still managed to blow the game. So you almost want to be the team that's losing by 21 in the second quarter in this game is because that's kind of how it's gone the last couple of years. I, I think it's Oklahoma. Uh, consecutive losses to Kansas State and TCU. You gave up 41 to Kansas State and 55 to TCU. And you're Brent Venables and you're known for defensive pedigree. And you have talent? Like, I, I mean, enough talent on that Oklahoma defense to have a pulse and not give up nearly 100 combined to Kansas State DCU? Like, I think the pressure is on Oklahoma. I know that there's going to be some uh, a leash, if you will, for Brett Venables at this point in his tenure. But um, I think dropping three in a row, especially because I would anticipate that recipe, including a significant scoring output for Texas, you know, I think that gets uh, a little people a little, little bit concerned about uh, Mr. Venables uh, as the head coach there at, at Oklahoma. Yeah, being a highly renowned defensive coach and taking a job in the Big 12, I think should earn you a little bit of grace, right? Because you kind of knew what you were going to get. It was gonna, it, it's a little different ball game than playing in the ACC as far as the style of play there and, and case in point in some of the early struggles for for Coach Venables at Oklahoma. Oh, for for ten bucks, you can go bake at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida, to see North Carolina and Miami. Yeah, if you you can't tell that that, that I mean they can't pay students to go to that game just because it like it's not, even on, not even on campus. Like oh. that's this that's this whole debate right now with the Canes in a stadium is like, do we take a smaller venue and build one on campus so we actually have a decent chance of halfway filling the thing up just because it's so far away from from where the actual students are. Chris Schubert's it's, independent game of the week. It's 115 bucks to get inside. Yeah, a legion. I don't think you can uh, walk inside for less than $100 for any event. Yeah, if you just want to look and just take a picture, they charge you like 40 bucks. This is going to be a, a potentially a, a big disaster here because I'm going to attempt to do math. Oh, God. <laughs> Western Kentucky at UTSA is 160% more expensive than North Carolina and Miami. So North Carolina and Miami is is ten bucks. You just yeah. said how how much? One hundred sixty percent. Kyle's staying out. Kyle is backed off the mic. <laughs> so those tickets are twenty six bucks. No, Joe. Sixteen. Yeah, was, yeah, was it a whiff? It's sixty percent. Yeah, it's sixty percent. hundred percent. But six okay. dollars. Yeah. Take it out, Chris. Take it out. No, nope. it's staying in there because you you were <laughs> especially because so he su- announced that he was gonna. Right. Do that. Oh man, 
So a hundred percent would be the yeah, same. Yeah, because a hundred percent is a hundred, which is yeah. ten, and then another sixty percent of ten is six. The sixty dollars. I so. hope you're right. Or I $6. hope you're right. People are going to yell at us. Here's what I can tell you: you're not right, and that's really all that matters there in that part of the program <laughs> is that you were not correct in what you said. Sixty percent more expensive is what I meant to say. The hundred that was just a goof. I'm sorry. Okay. Anything else here on the watch list before we big board it up? Yeah, NFL. Uh, I'm excited for um, Cincy and Baltimore. That's a that's a big game. I think that's, that's Sunday, Sunday night football. Night. I believe. Yep, that's a that's one I'm excited to see in Dallas uh, against the Rams at, in L.A. Uh, I think the Rams have a ton to prove. Dallas riding this Cooper Rush wave. Uh, you know what? Like <laughs> they go into into L.A. and win that game. Some level of panic has to be there from the Rams, right? Like with kind of a, some narrow wins baked in there, lots of bad losses, like. Reigning Super Bowl champs ain't looking so hot. I'm not gonna lie, this is not a very sexy week for for NFL either. No, I got Steelers Bills circled because it's Kenny Pickett's first start. I just want to see what that looks like. And then I have Eagles Cardinals circled in the late window. On paper, Master. that quarterback matchup should be a lot of fun. I don't know if it's gonna play out that way, but I have that one soft circled as well. All right. So New York Giants. Yeah, so this was this was a Kyle J. Crab special earlier in the week when he said we should do this when we were talking about the New York Giants. And so we are going to big board each the top five free agent quarterback options for the New York Giants. Didn't know. Yeah. I do have a question. Okay. <laughs> did I Omar say and Tom? Did, did I say free agents? Or, or was I it just they, they play their... I thought their, you did. Or did, was it just they play themselves out of like a top X pick? Yeah, that was my understanding is the spirit of this is because the Giants do have three wins already. They're kind of outside of the the running for the big name quarterbacks early, potentially. And so now there's a, a pivot here and you have to kind of look at some of those veteran bridge guys. Right. And so that's yeah. kind of what I did here. Um, I went strictly I free. I went strictly free agents. But if there's a right. name that you guys mentioned I, that like fits in there, then I'll make a change live while we do this. Yeah. Did you guys put Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady? I did yours? not. He's not going to okay. be a free agent. He he's not going to reach free Tom agency. Is, Tom is married to the game, Chris. Not, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm not. We're not uh, doing this. <laughs> we're not but, doing this. So uh, Lamar and Tom Brady would be uh, one and two, but uh, you know why are we starting at one? We got to start at five. No, he's just I'm, saying that I, methodology wise, I didn't include either of those guys either. So oh, okay, okay. Kyle's like I did one and Kyle's two. Kyle's like I, yeah. Kyle's like I got Lamar number one. So. big, so Kyle's like I said free agent. They're free agents. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we start with number five, gentlemen. Number five. Baker Mayfield. Currently the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, not playing too well. But I don't know. Maybe you put him in a situation where you know he's not acquired two weeks before the start of the season and thrown into the fire and can actually be on board with the rest of his team and you play to his strengths, which I think Dayball would do more than, than what Ben McAdoo is doing. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's worth the shot. That's all I'm saying. Maybe he's worth a shot. Not saying he'd be good. Number five, Baker Mayfield. Number five for me, Cooper Rush. Dallas Cowboys. The new Matt Flynn. The new Matt Flynn. You're damn right. I put that in the uh, the chat yesterday for or the chat uh, it's TDN staff meeting. Um, yeah, I, I think um, 
Cooper at this point has told us that he is an on-schedule quarterback, and I think that is something that would mesh well with uh, Brian Dable. Joe, why don't you make some room? Because I got Cooper Rush also at number five on my list here. Absolute cowards. Um, I, I just think there's Damn. he's familiar with the division. He's playing really well. He's going to parlay that into an opportunity. And you look at the Giants, I think the theme that you're going to see here is these none of these guys are, except my number one guy. I like my number one guy for a, a bunch of different reasons. But I think all these guys are bridge. They're one to two years at the most. And I think if you go into it with the idea that Cooper Rush is just a one or two year bridge rather than Matt Flynn is the answer to all of our problems, Cooper Rush is a very nice option to have here at number five. Number four, Geno Smith, Seattle Seahawks. I don't know if you guys are privy on Geno and what he's doing, and based on both of your smirks, you probably have more, and he's probably higher than number four. But he's balling out for Seattle right now. And weird, um, operates within the structure of the offense. He's got a running game that's giving him some life and, and not asking him to do too much, but he is being very productive and he's good. Got, got good wide receivers. I think that's the scary thing with Gino. If you put him in New York is the one thing that the giants don't have right now is any wide receivers at all. So um, th- there's a little bit of a leap of faith there, but Gino's earning a chance to start and have a starters contract next season based on the way he's played in the first month. Number four for me, another interdivision player, Taylor Heineke, coming over from the Washington Commanders. Guy's got a little bit of mobility, a little arm talent there. I think he can do something with Brian Dable. Number four for me, a bridge quarterback who's done this at a couple of different spots. He's currently doing it in the AFC North. Jacoby Brissett, number four for me on the list. He's playing well there, Kyle. Don't give me that look. He's, he's, he's filling in very nicely. Imagine so I thinking a, I would ever have something nice to say about Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback fair. after the experience that I had last year. He that's started, fair. He started that Ravens game. It is, he did. It he, is true. He, he he didn't finish and he didn't win it. So well, but he was he started one, it. Put the dub for <laughs> for Jacoby. Yeah, right. That's that's number four for me. Uh, number three for me, non top tier quarterbacks solutions for the New York Giants. Cameron Ward, Washington State in the draft. I have to continue to lead this parade for as long as I can. Not a bad consolation prize versus the perceived top quarterbacks if Cameron Ward comes out and declares. He's got to make that decision. The Giants are still going to have to worry about some probably some competition for him. But if they play their way out of the top 12 in the draft, like Kim Cameron Ward from Washington state uh, as a quarterback solution. Chris, you can keep this as just free agents. It's the only prospect that I have on my list, but this is a nice bit for me to triple down and quadruple down this week on Cameron Ward. I would have been in the trenches with you if we would have agreed on it's the not framework. Too late to I would have been there. No, I can't. I got a good, I got a good list change. here. I got a good list here. Cause he might be number three, CJ Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, at number three, here comes a look from Kyle. Jimmy Garoppolo, I have down on my list. Um, I know he's not the world's best quarterback. Neither are any of these players that we're putting into this, but a veteran uh, has some Patriots background. Dable does too. Um, I think uh, as a bridge quarterback, you can do worse. 
Joe, you mentioned going to the NFC East, perusing through some of the backups, and we already had Cooper Rush. You already put Taylor Heineke down. So there's really only one other team in the NFC East that we could look at. Release the flow, release the mustache. Gardner Minshew makes my list at number three. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number two. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, number one. Kyle's list is done. We I can just get this. him out of the way. Uh, listen, num- listen, he's an expiring contract, right? For sure. It, yeah. We can't dismiss it. If You'd be dumb not to call. Oh, no, you'd we can dismiss it. You'd be dumb not to call. Oh, no, we can dismiss it. No, he's a free agent. I better. I take less exception with, with this than the Cam Ward thing. Wow. Disrespectful. Okay. okay. Number two, cool. number, number, two, two. For, number two for me is Gardner Minshew. Oh, okay. I got to look yeah, from I Joe have. that I didn't think he was on board, and he no, is on yeah, board. Yeah, he's okay. on there. Okay. He's in there, number two. Uh, number two for me, I put Geno Smith here. So, yes, you were right, Kyle. I have Geno Smith a little bit higher on the list here. Is he's Tom playing Brady so well, one? man. He's Tom not. Brady's no. I think I'm going to have a number one that you guys don't have. Well, I know I don't. I know Kyle doesn't have it because he's got Lamar. How do you know that? I've never said that. Okay, who's number Until one? Until right now, who's your number well, one? No, no. Are we done talking about Gino? Like we should give Gino his flowers for playing he's well. Really, he's really good. He at least, un, I mean, he didn't play well while he was in New York, but he understands the market. He's been there before, so he, you know that's a that's a check in his direction. Yeah, I think Gino would do well in that environment. Lamar Jackson's number one on my list. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, you, you'd have to trade for him, right? They'd put the franchise tag on him, and I did kind of go outside the parameters of just free agency, but to be fair, that's why I clarified at the very top, did I actually say free agency, or were we just talking solutions that aren't top of the draft? Rookie solutions, uh, and Lamar is over Tom Brady because, of course, Tom Brady is a short-term solution for you. He's probably only going to play eight more years um, whereas Lamar theoretically could play up to, to 10. So uh, the the longer runway, dynamic player, be excited to see him with Brian Dable. I don't think they have the ammunition to get it done, but again, I'm dreaming big. It's the Big Apple. It's New York City. Well, I guess technically it's East, East New Rutherford, Jersey. New Jersey, yeah, but, but okay. I digress. You're, you're right outside, right across the river from the Big Apple, right? You could swim over there. You got to dream big. It's the big, sea, the big city that never sleeps. I'm putting big names on my list, but uh, there's a 0.0000001% chance that they would pull either one of these top two names. So, so Joe, you and I have had three of our four names the same so far. The only difference is I had Jacoby Brissett. You had Jimmy Garoppolo. I have one so, with both of you guys. Yeah, the, your list is such an outlier statistically on the graph <laughs> that I don't know. If He's got the best list. There's no question. I yeah. You, yeah, that's fair. Follow Kyle's for sure. Who did you put number one, Joseph? All right, I'll tell you who have it number one. Um, but first, I want to give you one honorable mention that I would advocate for this player being signed in addition to all any you know, if they were to go to with any of these five. And my honorable mention is Tyler. Lock. Oh. It's Tyler Huntley uh, from the Baltimore Ravens, a restricted free agent. Um, I think you can obviously leverage that and, and get him over there. And, and Tyler is just kind of a, a swing, right? Where he'd go um, great with Lamar Jackson, chill. Well. And I, he'd go great with Brian Dable and my belief in the creativity of Brian Dable to maximize Tyler Huntley. So uh, that's my – I thought about putting him, putting him in my five, but he's my honorable mention and my caveat to all of these is the backup. My number one is Geno Smith. I mean, we've talked about him. Uh, he got his roses. He's playing great ball. And, um, I mean, like to what Chris said, he's, he's played in this market. It seems like he has a lot of confidence. 
Pair him with Dayball and let's go. Joe? Hmm. Do you know who my number one quarterback is? I've been sitting here thinking about it the whole time. Um, it, it Names that come to mind, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Baker, Sam Darnold, Mason Rudolph. Nope, 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 nope. You already Joe said Flacco. It. Is it I Joe went Fla- all, I went all in, baby. Tyler Huntley, oh, number oh, oh, oh. one no, on no. my list. I love it. Young, I love it. Young player. He's only 24 right now. The creativity with Dable. This is the perfect swing to pair with a with a Cam Ward or a day two or day three quarterback that you get in the draft. This is a home run if the Giants could pull this off. You go youth at the quarterback spot. You get Tyler Huntley, who balled out when he had to fill in with Lamar. You pair him with a young guy that you take on day two or day three in the draft. You don't have to use a first-round pick on a quarterback. This I'm all in on this. You know what I love about that, too, is you can legit, if it's a day two pick at quarterback and a Tyler Huntley, you can legit turn this into a true competition. And, and a yep. lot of times with a rookie quarterback, it's kind of the writing's on the wall. Even if the rookie doesn't win the job right away, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. But with an investment in Tyler Huntley, you're probably not going to break the bank for. You're not going to kill yourself with draft capital on a day two quarterback. You can legit say, guys, it's up to you. Who wants the job? Go out and take it. And the guy who does the best is going to end up being the starter for you. And you've got, you're going to have a ceiling to work with with either one of those two outcomes. I like that a lot for the Giants. By the way, gentlemen, we can just go to nationaldaycalendar.com and register any national day that we want. We just have to give them an explanation and they have to approve it. I did some digging while we were working mm. there. Can we do so. it right now? Uh, I would rather us wait and really Happy kind of work. Happy National... What's the, the place you go to do it? Nationaldaycalendar.com day. Why don't we go to national... Why don't we make a National Day Calendar Day? I'd love to hear some, some feedback from listeners. What national days? It's great that you want us we, to. We can be create. champions of this. Yeah, we can be absolute champions of this. Yeah, but like because yeah, like, the, to, like the today actual... is National Noodle Day too. Like, what are we doing here? I think the challenge might be coming up with a national day that doesn't currently exist. You know, it is going to be a challenge. Yes. It is going to be a challenge. Uh, I've had like you know three what's... three quips and they all came and went. So okay, great. It's okay. great comedy we'll, right we'll there. We'll let them be. Uh, nobody cares about your fantasy team. Nobody. And what I what I love about this is if we had to rank the 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 members of the show in terms of their level of care towards fantasy, it's me at the top. I think it's then Kyle two. It's Joe three. Yet it every depends week on how successful them. my teams are. Fair chasm. And then Joe at three. There's a right, and the, the the funny part is for this segment where we deep dive into a fantasy the uh, the fantasy impact of a player. Joe's always the first guy with a name. He's like, oh, I want to talk about this guy. It's fascinating to me because you want to talk about yes. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I do want to talk about Kenny Pickett, and the reason why is because I made a tweet about Kenny Pickett yesterday, and somebody's response was, you know, this is an example of fantasy football taking away from real football. And I'm like, you're damn right it is. So let's talk about him tomorrow on the podcast. And, you know, I, it, it's funny because we kind of started this week on the show talking about Kenny Pickett where I was like, hey, Chris, I didn't see it. Can you can you tell us? I mean, I, I, I looked at the box score, 10 of 13, 120 yards, three picks. I'm like, bro, what happened here? And then you kind of came in with some very level-headed thoughts and was like, hey, I'm not sure how much I put on him. I thought he played pretty good. I thought he provided the spark. And so I went back and I watched every play of Kenny Pickett <laughs> in the second half of that game. And I would agree with you, Chris, where 
I thought Kenny came in and looked poised. He looked confident. Um, I thought all three of the interceptions were unfortunate. Uh, two bouncing off of his receiver's hands. I think you can question the decision to throw into the double coverage where where Chase Claypool was, but it hit him in the hands. And the other, the third one was a Hail Mary. I think we all know that at this point. I'm way more focused on the other 10 throws where there was confidence, there was poise, there was accuracy, there was uh, a willingness to find leverage and rip it and put it on his targets. And all of their guys, whether it's Fryermuth or, or Pickens, Deontay Johnson, uh, Claypool to an extent, I know that's what he's supposed to be. All of those guys are are players that you expect to win at the catch point and have a history of, of getting themselves in good position to make plays in the ball. And I thought Kenny came in and said, let's go. Let me read it and rip it. And so uh, a tough situation to be inserted into uh, for your first NFL game action. And if your focus is on the three interceptions, I think you're missing the mark. I really do. And and C.J. Mosley learned that Kenny Pickett isn't no chump, right? Like in that that t- rushing touchdown, C.J. had him squared up and Kenny Pickett ran through him. We're talking about a 6'3", 220-pound quarterback that has some athleticism. So I came away really impressed with Kenny Pickett, what he did in that limited action. I come away very concerned about him playing on the road in Buffalo um, where – Veteran quarterbacks typically struggle against the Bills defense, let alone a, a rookie in their first start on the road. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I think my the thing that I wanted to kind of hammer down here was it ain't about the three picks. It ain't about the three picks. Can we t- can we talk about the three picks though? Yeah, um, I think we could all probably assign zero percent blame on the last interception to Kenny Pickett. Right, mm-hmm. game situation, last play of the game. Nobody cares that you lost two points for your fantasy team because he threw one up there. I don't think anybody played Kenny anyway. No, he wasn't in anybody's lineup. He right, shouldn't have been. Right. Now, he's on my bench. I've been hanging on to him, praying for times like these because uh, like, we got a super flex. But uh, I ain't playing him the next month because right. <laughs> of the right. teams that they play. Um, but the first two. Chase Claypool didn't help him out. But, Joe, as you said, and I agree with you, the decision to throw the ball to Claypool – I think it was probably a little ambitious. One of those, okay, we, we, yeah. we, we got to learn what what is a wise risk to take and what is not a wise risk to take. And hey, you you trust your guy, that's great. Well, he didn't beat a guy who was five inches taller then and the ball got tipped up in the air and the other of the two high safeties and there was no other vertical threat in the field. So they played two high safeties, they just played two high safeties and they were both in the vicinity of the throw because there was no one else holding anybody else. Right. So what percentage of that play in your mind is Kenny Pickett in the decision to throw it versus, okay, he gave him a fair shot to go make a play. And what percentage of that play in your mind is at the feet of Chase Claypool? I kind of want to go 50 50 because that's fair. I, I, yeah, I agree. It was a bad decision, but he had a reasonable chance to catch the football. And unfortunately Chase Claypool was just being Chase Claypool and not finishing plays, you know, like he's supposed to be. I think, I think where I take the biggest amount of exception for the, the play is like, it was first and 10, right? Right. It was first and 10 from the 49. Um, You just converted a fourth and one. You got a 15 yard unnecessary roughness to, to, to get there. 
there wasn't there wasn't a re it's t- ten to six ball game, right? Like that wasn't the time for a risky throw. So we'll go fifty one percent. We'll give the majority of the blame to Kenny Pickett, okay, because the games for the decision as well. Now, how about the second one? Because I think the se- Chris, go ahead. I'll let you you no, chime no, in no, here. No. I, I guess the only question that I would have for you guys, right, is we still have the Matt Canada concerns here, right? We still have the what are they going to call on a regular basis? It's eat. Easy. I use that term very lightly, but it's easy to make a change at quarterback to have a spark and all of a sudden things feel different. Now you're going to he's your starting quarterback. You got a whole week to prepare for Buffalo. How does it not just default back to what they were doing with Big Ben last year and what they did with Mitchell Trubisky? This like it feels like it's just going to be the same thing. Now, is Kenny more talented? Yeah, I think that's going to help him be more successful. But we when we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, we talk a lot about how this just goes beyond just the quarterback. There's a play calling problem here, too. It's an offensive line problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you're, there's you're a lot wrong, of problems. Uh, how about the second interception? Ball hits uh, off his receiver's hands. Ball's a little high. I kind of took exception with some of the process with Kenny and his drop on that play. Added some unnecessary depth to throw to the sideline. And, and I understand you, you're dealing with a little color flashing in front of your face, but I feel like Kenny made that throw harder than it had to be. Uh, with reacting to pressure and then throwing where he did with the timing that he did. Yeah, and I think another game script issue here. It's a 20-17 to 17 ball game. You're driving second and 15 from the 36. Like, you're in range to tie up this football game with three and a half minutes left or, you know, mm-hmm. even the clock would continue to wind down. You're talking about a tie ball game, probably pushing closer to two minutes Joe, they at were, this point. Joe, they were up 20-17. to 17. Even worse. So you could have went up a just, touchdown. Right. I just want to make that distinction. They yeah. were up 20 to 17 when he throws the pick. And that's a very important. even worse, even worse. Yeah. You could go up a touchdown. They could have if they if they continue to hold the ball, they win the football game. Like the pick immediately also gives, that. The, gives also the Jets that. the ball back and they go down the field yeah. to score and win the football game. Right. Simultaneously, Farmuth had a play on the ball. And, and unfortunately, it, it kind of goes back inbounds to Michael Carter. But the ball's the ball is unnecessarily high because you made the process of getting the ball out unnecessarily sure. difficult, and that for me sure. is where like the inexperience shows up. So I, you could say, oh well, Fryermuth could have caught the ball, yeah, but like Kenny, the entire time until the ball leaves his hands, did things that did not help him in the the vacuum of that play to make an accurate throw. Correct. Did that feel like a did it feel like a throwaway to you guys that he just didn't get enough on to get it out of bounds, and then mm-hmm. Fryermuth tried to make a play on it, and then it ends in a pick. I don't know that that would make it better or worse if we're being honest. I'm, I'm just saying that that's yeah. what I thought in real time when watching the play during the game. I thought he was just trying to get rid of it and disaster struck. So, I mean, that I think there's there's valid points to, well, you know, his teammates could have helped him out. Um, but I think it is a good learning lesson for Kenny Pickett. And I look at the schedule that they have, and he's going to have a lot of learning lessons. And I think the concern for Pittsburgh is, well, what, what's the, what's the domino effect for Najee Harris? You know, since we're talking fantasy football, you know, look at the next month. And, and I know we talked Najee Harris two weeks ago when we did Nobody Cares About Your Fantasy Team. And we went through the schedule and we said, if you're a Najee Harris, you, you might want to think about, and it, it's a non-dynasty league, you might want to think about punting on your Najee Harris stock. But now you got a rookie quarterback that's in the mix here too with this gauntlet of games that they have against good defenses. Like, 
what do we think the Kenny Pickett quarterback change is going to domino effect into the rest of Pittsburgh's offense and most notably Najee Harris? Probably more What's... boring carries, right? Like more boring carries against heavy boxes and I, maybe I think... a few more targets. There are two things you default to with a rookie quarterback, right? We're going to run the ball more. We're going to put an added emphasis on helping our quarterback out by running the football. And his safety blanket's going to be the tight end. So Najee's probably going to get more touches. He's going to be the check down in the passing game. And I think Pat Fryermuth takes a takes a big step up. I mean, he's already considered a top 10 tight end in fantasy anyway. I think that stock only goes up because of the way that Kenny's going to rely on him as an option. I mean, Kenny took a shot in the game from Quinn and Williams. He got speared. And he just threw a bullet down the middle of the field to Fryermuth. So I think those two guys stock up in terms of, of fantasy with what they're going to do with Kenny Pickett. I have a player that I'd like to talk to you guys about. Oh, this is fun because we don't know who this is. Well, we were supposed to talk about him last week, and then things got worse for him this week. So I think it's even better that we waited. <laughs> the heck's going on with Terry McLaurin in Washington? His quarterback is Carson Wentz. Is that this? Is that an oversimplification? I haven't yeah, watched I got, much of the Commanders. I, I'll be honest. Like, I know Carson's not great, but like, I've seen some of the quarterbacks that have played in Washington, and Terry McLaurin's put up numbers. Like, is is Carson Wentz that bad? Is it is it is, is there is there that big of a difference between Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke and Alex Smith and all the other quarterbacks they've had playing there? It's tough for me. It's tough for me to make that leap. Real quick round of applause for Najee Harris for averaging over four yards a carry for the first time this season against the Jets. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was a little, I was a little late and that pulled out me. The other computers having a real hard time this morning. But yeah. Did you reset it week? like you, that you talked about in the show? I turned it off and turned it back on. Okay. I didn't like factory reset it yet. I don't so, know. It's, how, it's 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 uh, it's a lot of the same. I I would assume it's a lot of the same stuff that we're getting with DJ Moore in Carolina. If DJ Moore's still open, Terry McLaurin didn't forget how to run routes. I'm worried about the execution of the offense. No, oh, and and in week three against Philadelphia, he had nine targets for six receptions, 102 yards. He had four for 75 against Detroit. He was a ghost against Dallas. Is that Carson Wentz being afraid to throw it at Trayvon Diggs? I don't know. Chris, what's uh can you can you pull two numbers, one of them being uh like the ADP for Terry McLaurin so I can understand like what people's fantasy expectations were for him and then like where is he actually scoring because like depending on your scoring, I think he's outside of the Dallas game, I think he's probably gotten 10 points in every game. So I just want to see what expectations yeah, and I think reality that's, is. I think that's, that's fair, Joe. He had 58 and a touchdown in week one. He had four for 75, which if that's a PPR, you're in double digits. And then he had six for 102 against Philadelphia in week three. So in, in the full PPR format, which is what most leagues are now at this juncture of the fantasy uh, lifespan, he was wide receiver 15 and he was the 40th overall player. So a top 15 wide receiver and a top 40 overall player. So in a 12-team league, you're talking a fourth-round selection in Terry okay. McLaurin. He is. So, and so what is Wait, he then? What is he actually? That's another tab. Give me a second here, okay? There's mm. a lot that has to go into this in order mm. for me to be able to, to put this together here. And I can I think, tell you the thing that's holding him back is he has one touchdown this season. 
Yeah, well, sure, and and also I know that a lot of this production is pretty hollow, right? Like I, I understand it's coming late in games, um, but for fantasy purposes, it all okay, counts the right? same. Yep, right. It's like the Blake Bortles year, right here. So <laughs> like four thousand passing. Go ahead, Chris. Terry McLaurin, this this season in PPR formats has scored a total of forty five point seven fantasy points. That breaks down to eleven point four per game in the PPR format. That is the forty first ranked <laughs> wide receiver mm. the players oh. in, the, the players directly mm. in front of him directly in front of him Deontay Johnson Tyler Boyd Greg Dortch Brandon Cooks Michael Pittman Jr. okay let me ask you a question if he gets another touchdown if he has two touchdowns instead of one where's he sit he had six points to that total you know what I'd like to take that back I may have been a little disrespectful. Draft dudes do math. I had I had the wrong tab sorted. You got to understand, there's a lot going on here on the other other side of the screen. No, he's still not great. He's better than filibuster for me. Filibuster for me. I got to count. Uh, one, (laughs) two, three. That's not helping. (laughs) I got to start over now because you did that. Okay. Uh, I could I could tell you Terry McLaurin, uh, his yards per game is sixty two point five. That's actually a better total than he had last year. Uh, and his yards per target is 9.3, which is 1.2 yards higher than 2021 and one yard higher than 2020. Well, it, it, I know that the receiving touchdown thing is going to be interesting that you brought up, but there's a there's a randomness to that, right? With receiving touchdowns. Remember Correct. Julio, like, oh, but, we can't score, you know. And, like, and, and Terry's never been a bit like Terry scored two touchdowns or nine touchdowns the last two years combined. Like Terry's right, not so a big I, touchdown guy. Correct. And I. Like that's a miscalculation on your behalf if you thought that that was going to be better with Carson Wentz and more receiving talent around him with Jahan Dotson and a healthy Curtis Samuel. Chris, I'm going to say he was 26th. No, he was still. It was like 45th on the list. If you just go on face, he was even worse. If you just look at fantasy points per game on a per game basis. So there are some people in there that haven't played as as many games as he did. Um, so I, I will tell you that I think it's important to note that it, it just, this is anecdotal evidence. There's no statistical stuff to back this up, but I'm on fantasypros.com. I'm looking at where their experts have them ranked all across the board. Nobody has them inside the top 15. Most people have them outside the top 20 for this week. If they were ranking, like they rank week to week, they say, nope, way Terry McLaurin's playing. He's not a top 20 wide receiver. Hmm. Well, and to be fair, the passing offense in general has uh, 308 yards in the last two weeks combined. Terry McLaurin's on pace for 1,063 yards and four touchdowns. That's right on pace with his career averages. I think that that's a pretty big takeaway to, to have here. But he's not getting into the end zone, and that's going to that, that's the that's the difference. Those, but he those, averaged those four balls. and a half, he averaged four and a half touchdowns the last two seasons. So even four touchdowns is is right in, in line with the standard expectation of a Terry McLaurin season. So this was this there was an assumed breakout, right? That's what people were doing when they made him wide receiver fifteen. Yeah, so I mean, let's let's look. The, the, his first four weeks of last year, just because we'll use this as a comparison point, he had in PPR formats he had ten point two in week one, twenty seven point seven in week two, ten point two in week three, thirty point three in week four. So he had four straight double-digit games and two above 25. In 2022, 
He doesn't have a single game above 20 points because he has two catches, four catches, six catches, two catches, whereas in those games a year ago, it was four catches, 11 catches, four catches, six catches. Breaking news, touchdowns. the Washington Commanders used a first-round pick on a wide receiver this year. That's the other thing, too. Jahan Dotson is the one catching the touchdowns. And brought back J.D. McKissick after it looked like he was going to leave. I miss him. You do? I mean, former Bill's Bill, great. Bill, Bill's legend, J.D. McKissick. <laughs> As James Cook is looking like a wide-eyed rookie, let me tell you, would love to have J.D. McKissick in the frame. <laughs> so I think the, the writing was maybe kind of on the wall, right? And that they were going to try to be more balanced. Uh, and, and teams are automatically going to say, well, we're, who's the established threat in the Washington passing game? Uh, it's Terry McLaurin. So he's probably going to get a little bit more attention. So I'm not ready to pull the panic cord just yet. They got Tennessee, Chicago, Green Bay the next three weeks. I would expect they'll have a nice performance in each of the next two. I don't know about Green Bay. Depends on how healthy Jair Alexander is. Would you have liked for him to score more points against the worst defense, statistically speaking, the worst defensive football in Detroit? Sure. Yeah. Detroit ain't stopping anybody, man. It's insane. So. I think this was, I think the, the Terry McLaurin is, is kind of in line with historically what he's been, even if that is statistically underwhelming based on what the forecast for him suggested that it might be. Anything else? No, nobody cares about your fantasy team. No, just takes on takes tomorrow. Takes mm. on takes tomorrow. Draft Dudes will be in uh, Tuscaloosa. Live show, World of Beer, 6 to 9 p.m. That's the correct time, Chris? That is correct. 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, nice. That's Central. local time in Tuscaloosa, right? So if yep. that's local time. Yep. So, Joe, have your Monster Energy drink and Brother. pull yourself up that's by way, your bootstraps. Yeah, that's, and That's way past Joe's bedtime. This, well, just uh, wait until we got the game on Saturday, too. That's eight. This eight o'clock game into a five a.m. flight into a Sunday of oh, football. Bear I'm in sorry. mind, it's it's seven o'clock flight Eastern time, or seven o'clock right. kickoff Eastern time. Or I, we're on the same flight time. on Sunday morning. God, the big question I have for you: Are are we going to sleep on Saturday night? We just get no. There's no probably way. not. No, oh, yeah, because I, I think I got to ride with you guys back to the airport. I, so no, we're. I just... need to tell. I need to tell Kyle Crab something, and I'm going to do it right now on this podcast. Okay. I didn't know that you were on the return flight with me, and I already upgraded to first class. Oh, can I? How did you do that? Can I, I do that? Offer. I got an offer. What do you mean? Bucks. What do you mean you got an offer? You go to you go to the American Airlines apps, which thanks to you is is a big part of my life. And right, I went because on there. It's like, hey, this, would you this like klutz never checked in online for a flight before. He right. would show up to the airport and I figured if I would willing, do this online, willingly it would be stand in line for the kiosk to get a you thing instead of life. just. I know. Change my life. Yeah, folks, I, I that's mean, gonna do it for us here well, on the. No, hold on. I'm gonna try. We edition. got a minute. I'm gonna try and upgrade my flight right now. Hold on. <laughs> Thanks to our friends over at Bet Online for their. Uh, why are you signing the show. off? No, you can do I'm, it. I just I'm I'm not signing. If you want to run with it, you can run with it. But I'm not signing I was waiting off for until the right time. Waiting for the right time to let Kyle uh, know. Let, let me, let me drop this on the air. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's like show you got a bad report card. You show it to your parents right before church. You know what I mean? Whatever you got to do. Is that what you did? Oh man, dude! If I got less than a B, I got grounded till my next report card. So I was grounded a lot. <laughs> 
So I was grounded a lot. Wait, wait you guys ever got wait, wait, time A's out, time and B's in, I'm gonna, in math I'm, class? I'm, I'm going to use one of my three here. I'm going to use one of my three here. How often did you get report cards in school? Every six grounded. weeks, baby. Okay. So I that's spent an entire so, middle school in, in being grounded. Whole thing. Because for me, it was longer than six weeks. So getting grounded quarter to quarter was would, would have been egregious. Sometimes if the progress report every three weeks was was better, I would try to play that card. And it worked a few times, but... But not always. Nobody's ever confused me with being an academic standout, you know? No, we've seen your math skills literally on today's show. So 160%. Didn't, didn't go great. How are we doing, Kyle? Do we, have we upgraded yet? You're literally well, literally holding the show up. The show is done. We are. This well, is every, potentially the best content we've ever had because the show is over. I'm ready to hit the button, and you won't do the close. Everybody that's not interested can go ahead and, and shut it down. I just put my confirmation number in. To, to Are you manage going up? my trip, I'm going, going up try. with it. I'm going to try. Potentially a top five draft dudes moment is occurring right now. The show um, is literally, folks. The, the show is over. This is stuff we would do in the post show. We are done, and Kyle will not get us out of here. We, okay, so we are Bur- stuck. Birmingham. You can literally push whatever buttons you Baltimore. want, Chris. Yes, I want to change this flight. I don't think was it's it Birmingham to, it. to Charlotte. Yeah, but Charlotte? and then I got a connection in Charlotte to go oh. to Baltimore. I don't think it's going to let me do it. Oh, you suck, dude. Chris, it was good talking to you. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Draft Dudes. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com. Or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.